What up, what up? World Hockey Report with Cody Jansen. Coming to you on Friday, December 22nd. Looks like a good day. Hey, NHL three stars of the week are out. Four games on the schedule tonight. Take a look at that three stars, though, quickly here. Before we get to the main show, Chicago Blackhawks' Patrick Kane. Named third star. Four goals, two game winners. Also added a helper. Blackhawks went 3-0. and they extended their winning streak to five games. Pretty good there in Chi-Town. Brian Elliott, you know what? He was huge in that Flyers six-game win streak. 9.43 save percentage and a 1.31 goals against average. On the heels of a 10-game losing skip. Impressive there for Philly. And Josh Bailey, the right winger for the New York Islanders. Four goals and four assists, including his first career hat trick. Those New York Islanders, they're kind of sneaking up on you. Are they a legit team? They're starting to score. Usually the talk around the Islanders, though, is where are they going to play? Not how are they going to play? They're usually a bottom feeder. Four games on the schedule tonight in the National Hockey League, as I said. Philadelphia is in Buffalo to take on the Sabres. Minnesota heads down south. Battle of the Florida Panthers. Washington heads to Arizona to take on the Coyotes. And the Montreal Canadiens and Alberta to battle those pesky Calgary Flames. Could be a good goaltending duel. Probably keep your eye on that one. Carey Price versus Mike Smith. Two of the league's elite. Going down at 7 o'clock tonight. Might want to tune in. I probably will. Yeah, game of the week. Right there. No doubt about it. Coming up on the show today, College Honky. Denver, Denver, Denver. What happened? Not impressed, to say the least. St. Cloud State. They have to be number one now, right? Eh. No rankings coming out this week. It's Christmas break now for them. We'll get a little bit into that. Talk about Denver's collapse against their unranked opponent. Kind of embarrassing. You know what I said? This has to be their proving week. You want you want to go out for Christmas break on a winning note? They laid an egg. Take a look at the National Hockey League, the big stage. Not going to go over too much into what's going on this week. It's kind of slowing down a little bit coming up on Christmas break. But an exciting topic, one I, I think I picked it up on Twitter. How would the NHL playoffs look if they started today? Yeah, conference quarterfinals all the way to the Stanley Cup finals. We're going to be previewing that top to bottom coming up. World Juniors is also sneaking up on us. Have a quick little preview there, some predictions. Also, that Spangler Cup is coming up December 26th. Both those start. Team Canada, they got a pretty good pool there. Two exciting teams. Two teams, well-known names. I think it'll be interesting. I'm happy to see where they're sitting. I think it's just going to make for great hockey. Across the pond this week, we've got a huge one. European Hockey League rankings. Yeah, we took the top 21 leagues in Europe, took all their best teams, and we ranked them top to bottom. That's all coming up. All the way from Switzerland to Lithuania, Austria, Serbia. Yeah, we took them all. Ranked him 1-21. to 21. I want to see where you think some of these top countries are coming in. Because you know what? You'll, you'll be seeing a lot of these players at the next Olympics here. Pyeongchang coming up 2018. Also, other big news. A lot of players to watch. Guys kind of flip-flop and now going over to Europe. Maybe coming back. All the guys going to be wearing some new threads in January. And of course, social media. What's trending? We'll take a look at that. A little bit of Twitter update. That's all to come. World Hockey Report with Cody Jansen. 
starts now. Big story of the week, Denver down again. After barely squeaking past Dartmouth on night one, Friday night there, one nothing. Dee lost the next night against the unranked opponent, and they allowed five unanswered. Five unanswered to Dartmouth. That's going to be unacceptable, right? A team ranked number two on home ice in front of 5,500 people there at the Magnus. They lose 5-4 to Dartmouth? To make this worse, yeah, I know we don't want to rip on them too much, but they got the first three goals. They're up 3 nothing. First intermission. They're up 3 nothing. They're sitting pretty. They're probably getting ready for Christmas break a little bit early. Dartmouth goes and drops five unanswered on them. Devin Buffalo picks up 38 saves in the win. Tanner Gillette takes the loss with 23. That's going to be a little bit of a shakeup. College hockey rankings, NCAA D1 at least. I don't think there's any coming out this week, but where do you put them now? Going into Christmas break, you hope for a little bit more of Denver. You didn't get that. You didn't get that at all. St. Cloud State, they got to be the top D, or they got to be number one for sure. Almost uncontested. You would have to think. I don't even know if Denver's a top five team anymore in my books. A loss against an unranked team, a one nothing win, which I was not impressed at. Watch that one on Friday night. It looked like it could have gone against them any time. Gillette had to make some big saves at the end. Not impressive. I said coming into this one, if Denver can just go and roll Dartmouth, then they're going to make a case for themselves to get back to number one. If they can go and put up, let's say maybe 10, 12 goals this weekend, in total, in total, not per game. Don't get me wrong there. Not unrealistic. If they can go and put up, you know, five, six a game, nice blowout, some good tight defense, maybe we'll toss you up to number one. What do they do? They go and allow five. And not just five. They lose, and they allow five unanswered after having a three-goal lead over Dartmouth. Mind-boggling, to say the least. That just makes some of those guys who've been ranking think twice, maybe shake their head a couple more times. Have we been overrating Denver for this long? I think they are. Dartmouth is 3-8-1 and one on the season. Denver, well, 10-4-4. Four that's a four-loss, eight-loss team with those four extra ties. Don't get me wrong. Ties, basically a loss. They're almost 10-8. and eight. Don't get mad. But Denver, maybe they're overrated. Really skilled team. But are they like the Pittsburgh Penguins? Too skilled for their own good? Only time's going to tell that one, but I think St. Cloud State, they're kind of making a name for themselves. They're sitting pretty comfortable up there. 12-2-1 going into Christmas break. Have a Merry Christmas, St. Cloud. You get to laugh that one off at Denver. A couple other games there from the weekend. Big win. Northern Michigan at home over Ferris State, 6-1. Bemidji State at home over Anchorage, Alaska, 5-1. And number seven, Minnesota State easily handles Alabama Huntsville, 5-1 on home ice. Robert Morris takes down Mercyhurst twice. Arizona State gets shot out 4-0 against Colorado College. And the next night... ASU comes back, good performance, ties them four apiece. That makes it almost worse for DU, since DU's coming off two weeks ago, two ties against Colorado College, and CC just tied ASU? Shake my head. 
SMH as the kids call it now, I think. Something like that. Denver, not looking too good, not looking too good. The U.S. under-18 team was also in action. They hosted Michigan State. State came on top of that one, 3-0. Michigan, they're not having a great year. That Big Ten, they're kind of struggling a little bit, to say the least. They're at the bottom. 2-7-1 in conference play, 8-9-1 overall. Michigan State and Michigan at the bottom. Top of the Big Tens, though, is still Notre Dame, 10-0. Yeah, they got to be moved up here, get some serious consideration after Denver just dropped an egg. Okay, we won't be so hard on Denver anymore for the rest of the show. We'll give Denver a little bit of a break. Notre Dame, though, 10-0 in conference play. Trailing them is Ohio State and Penn State. Not too close. Not too close at all. Top of the Atlantic Hockey, Canisius 10-4 in conference, 10-5-1 overall. Following them, Niagara and Holy Cross at the bottom of that one. Air Force and Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart is 4-11-2 overall. Not the worst. Not the worst in college hockey. It's a tough one. Atlantic Hockey's got some decent schools there. RIT's alright. Army, Robert Morris, Holy Cross, Niagara. Some of these schools are starting to bring in some top and junior A players. Gotta love seeing that. Gotta love seeing that for sure. One independent team this season, that's ASU, of course. They're 4-10-4 at the Christmas break here. That's overall, of course. They're struggling to score. Only 38 goals, 4 through 18, under 2 a game. Not good there. ECAC, Clarkson. I had them at number 3. Not to be a spoiler alert, they're going to be a number 2. Next rankings that are coming out. Clarkson's good. 15-3-1 overall. Their goaltending, their defense has been spectacular. 11 goals against in conference play. That's nuts. 11 goals against. Their defense has been great. Ever since that friendship four over in Belfast, Ireland, I've seen they had some true defense there. They play, it's not even a trap that they play, but they just play smart defensively. They make teams dump the puck. They don't give up many shots. I'm impressed. Clarkson's got a legit squad over there. Trailed in the ECAC by Union and Cornell. Cornell's another team putting up a pretty silent, quiet good season, though. 10-2 overall. The Big Red could be making a case for the top five here coming up. Hockey East, Boston College, BC, holding that lead over Northeastern and BU. Boston College is 9-7-2 on the season, but in division play, they're 9-3. Gives them the top in the Hockey East. Coming in at the bottom there. Vermont. Vermont's 1-6 and six and 2 division play. Not too good, but not as bad as St. Lawrence this year. In the ECAC, St. Lawrence is 0-7-1. Overall, they're 1-14-1. Definitely the bottom feeders of Div 1 Hockey, St. Lawrence. Not sure if too many teams will be worse than them this year. NCHC. A little bit of Minnesota Northern Division. Of course, St. Cloud at the top. 7-2-1 just through division play, followed by North Dakota and Denver. North Dakota is looking pretty good. You know what? They've been able to score this year. They're 10-5-5 overall. Goaltending might be a little bit of an issue for them. They've allowed 44 so far this season. At the bottom of the NCHC is Omaha, 7-8-1 on the season. Minnesota Duluth is just ahead of them at 8-9-2. WCHA 
Minnesota State, they're looking solid as well. 13-5 on the season, 11-3 in division play. They played a lot. Division, they've also scored a lot, just under 60 goals for Minnesota State. Mankato. Bowling Green's putting together a heck of a run as well, 7-2-5. Five. five ties. It's almost impressive, right? Five ties on a season. Hey, Bowling Green's done it. They're just behind Minnesota State there. Will be interesting. I think that's going to be an exciting division to watch. Michigan Tech and Northern Michigan also been playing pretty well. Alaska Anchorage at the bottom there. They're 1-13-4. Basically just battling St. Lawrence. For last place, you don't even get the first overall draft pick. NCAA D1. Those are your standings there. Rankings not coming out this week. Week 14. Teams start getting back to action. Couple of good games lined up as well. As we said, Bowling Green, they take on Western Michigan, who's been ranked number 12. Also, going on that one, Denver gets Merrimack. Should be an easy one, right? St. Cloud heads to Princeton for the weekend. Minnesota take on Army West Point. That's at the Mariucci. Should be an easy one for Minnesota. Let's see if Casey Middlestat and them can step it up a little bit. I think they deserve a little bit better. 10th ranked. I think they could step it up. Cornell's got Canisius. An interesting one. See if Cornell's legit. Good test for them. That's at home, though. Should be able to handle number 20, Canisius. So some good games lined up to come back. North Dakota also. They take on the U.S. under-18 squad. Other college hockey, though. The ACHA. D1 going on. Christmas break for them also. Only two games to tell you about on the weekend. Robert Morris, Illinois. Two impressive wins over a good Davenport University club. Both of these in overtime, 2-1 and 3-2. Robert Morris, Illinois, proven they're pretty legit. I mean, keep working their way up the ranking. Solid defensive efforts. Allowing three goals against Davenport in a weekend, pretty good. Stevenson University gets past Towson, 3-2. University of Pittsburgh, 5-2 over Slippery Rock. Robert Morris, that's Robert Morris Penn. 6-5 over West Virginia University. And Stony Brook shuts out New York University 4-0. Exciting games coming up in the new year for them also. University of Arizona's got Grand Canyon University. University of Delaware's got Rhode Island. Then Valley of Illinois. University of Illinois, not at the Big Pond. They're on the road. They're at Robert Morris, Illinois. Should be an interesting one. Oakland University's also got Niagara University. Interesting. Oakland, there's rumors. They want to be a D1, NCAA D1 hockey team. One, I'm not sure they got the facility. Two, Oakland, hmm. Isn't there enough teams out there in that Michigan area already? Well, they're taking on Niagara. Niagara's got a university, NCAA D1 team, and an ACHA D1. Interesting one there. Should be a good game. Might want to tune into that. That's in the new year, though. January 5th. Those get underway. ACHA. But taking a look, some of these top teams just sorted by wins here. Going into the Christmas break. Minot State and Adrian definitely at the top. Those two have been battling it out 1-2 and two in the rankings for the majority of the year. Minot State sitting at 20-2 and two on the season. Adrian 17-1. and one. Following them couple of good squads as well. Liberty and Ohio. University of Arizona rounds out the top five. Actually, they're tied with Central Oklahoma with six with 16 wins on the season. University of Arizona, though, 
102 goals in 22 games. That's impressive. That's almost five a game. I want to keep them on your radar. They're looking pretty good. UCO is always a good good squad. Robert Morris, Illinois, they're 15 and five. Looking like they can be making a run. No rankings coming out again here after Christmas. We'll see the next set of that. College hockey though, finally slowing down. Teams get that Christmas break, a little bit of a rest, then they're back at it in the new year. NCAA and ACHA D1 wrapped up. Time to get to the NHL. The big times, right? Just before Christmas here, before we get to the big one, we got the playoffs. Where? Where would teams, if, if playoffs started now, how would it look? And who's going to win? Who's your pick? Yeah, we got that coming up. But I got my list right now. Top 10 NHL players before the Christmas break here. Just some guys who have impressed me. Let me know what you think. At World Hockey Report. That's at World Hockey RPT on Twitter. Let me know what you think of these top 10. Sitting at number 10, Mike Smith, Calgary Flames goaltender. Putting together a good season. Playing a lot. That's number... I got number 10 and 9. They're both goaltenders. Mike Smith, I got him at number 10. 29 games played. He's got a 2.61 goals against average and a 918 save percentage. He's been impressive for Calgary. Great acquisition. Love that. Who doesn't like him over Brian Elliott? I mean, come on. Mike Smith. I got him ranked at number 10 so far. Impressive players before Christmas in the NHL. Sitting at number 9, Jake Allen of the St. Louis Blues in his fourth, fourth full season with the Blues here. Another impressive one. He's got 29 games under his belt. 2.59 goals against average and a 9.11 save percentage. The former St. John's Fong Devil, Jake Allen, comes in pretty cap-friendly, too. 4.3 mil for St. Louis, not a bad contract. A 27-year-old putting up another good season. He's going to have to do that in playoffs, though. Last year he had a pretty good playoff run. Proved he was pretty legit. St. Louis is going to need that, though, because that Western Conference is good. Yeah, we'll go through that NHL playoffs. What happens if the NHL playoffs started today? Well, tell you for free, Jake Allen's going to have to steal a series for those St. Louis Blues. Coming in at number 8, kind of a toss-up here, but Ovechkin's been good. Alexander Ovechkin, 34 games so far. He's got 37 points, and of that, 23 have been goals. Just think of it this way. Last season, 82 games, Ovechkin played the full season, he had 33 goals. So Ovi, only 10 points, only 10 goals behind his last season total. Ovi coming in at number 8 so far before Christmas. Number 7, Los Angeles Capitals, Anze Kopitar, the Slovenian Flash, you could call him. He's good. Captain of the Kings, 39 points through 34 games this season. 17 goals and 22 assists. Another guy who had a disappointing last season, only 52 points. He's almost at 40 already. 13 points beyond his last season's totals. Anze Kopitar. Impressive to say the least. It's my number 7 pick. Top 10 players before Christmas. Coming in at number 6, the assist machine in the NHL. Check forward, Jakub Voracek. He's got 33 assists. Doesn't even have 10 goals this year. He's got 40 points through 32 games. Seven of those are goals. But he's got 33 assists. Good season there that he's putting together. And he's helping Philly. They went on a little bit of a roll. They also went on a downhill slide. They're expected to do that, right? 
They're just the team of streaking Philadelphia Flyers. Coming in at number five, John Taveras. The New York Islanders have been good. As we said, Josh Bailey, three-star of the week. But come on, Captain Islander John Taveras, 40 points through 33 games. Bunch of game winners there for him as well. 19 goals, 21 assists. Just love watching him play. He's exciting. Someone's got to get this man paid. Five and a half million sitting around right now. He's the first overall draft pick in 09. He's bound to do great things. Just got to get him on that right team. Coming in at number four, Andre Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. What can you say about this kid? He's got 21 wins, 26 games played. 211 goals against average and a 9-3-4 save percentage. Just a rock-solid goaltender for the Tampa Bay Lightning so far this season. Not much you can say about him. You gotta hope that the kid, and yes, I say kid, but he's been proven. He's only 23 years of age. Had a solid KHL playoff run back in 2013. Hasn't been tested too much in the playoffs since. Played eight games back in 2015-16. Solid, 9.5 save percentage. Couldn't win him a series, though. Comes down to that. Are you winning series or not? Vasilevsky hasn't. He's got to be proven in the NHL. But how's regular seasons looking? Definitely liking it. Coming in at number three, American. Calgary Flames forward, Johnny Gaudreau. He's having a heck of a season as well. And he's been dominant. More dominant than I've seen in the past. Johnny Gaudreau just looks to be taking over some of those games. We think Calgary could be out of it. Ends up popping a couple of quick ones. 40 points through 34 games, 27 of those are assists. Last season, 61 points through 72. He's on pace for a good one. If he can keep this up, ooh, could be scary to see what Johnny Hockey does in the playoffs. But of course, exciting to say the least. Number two on the list, Tampa Bay. Two more of them coming up, I'm sure you can almost guess. Just going off of who's been ripping up this league so far this year. Steven Stamkos. Stammer, the Markham, Ontario native, on a tear. Captain, 43 points in 32 games. Surprisingly, Johnny Gaudreau's actually not too far behind as, as you'd think. But yet again, 43 points through 32 games puts Stammer on a pretty incredible pace. Will be impressive to see if he can keep it up. Not too sure, but you know what? He's got someone good pushing him. That's Nikita Kucherov. Kucherov this season, 23 goals, not 30, 23 goals and 23 assists, 46 points through 32 games, 4 game winning goals for him, the Russian, glad the Canadians don't have to see him in the Olympics, Nikita Kucherov, he's got an elite level shot, incredible, just the way this guy shoots, he's another one of those 24 year olds, so you've seen him back in the World Juniors a few years ago there, I think it was 2012. The Russians were super good with Vasilevsky and them. Proves, hey, they had some super legit players on there. Nikita Kucherov, he's got 46 points already this season. Taking a look at a couple other categories, leaders so far, penalty minutes, probably one of my favorite, right? Fans love that. Tom Wilson leading on that. Patrick Liney, he's hit double digits for power play goals. He's got 10 of those. Ivorichek leading in assists. Alexander Ovechkin. Three hat-tricks already this year. Talk about big game player. Alexander Ovechkin. Wins category, Andre Vasilevsky. He's got 21. Goaltenders, Robin Leonard leading in losses. He's picked up 13 of those. 
minutes played. Freddie Anderson in Toronto. Almost 1,700 minutes played. Games played. Mike Smith tied there with Jake Allen. They both started 29 already this year. That's impressive. But all these goalies just starting to make a name for themselves. Vasilevsky. A couple of underrated ones there in New Jersey. Corey Schneider's putting together a heck of a season. Bobrovsky in Columbus again. Playing well. He's got four shutouts on the year. Going to be interesting. Aaron Dell in San Jose. I know he's a backup. Whatever. He's got a 1.75 goals against average. Pretty impressive to say the least. Now, the part you've all been waiting for. Get this all mapped out a little bit. Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs in the National Hockey League. If it started today. Yeah, that's today. December 22nd. Taking a look in that Eastern Conference. We'll start there. First round. Tampa Bay Lightning see themselves matched up with the New York Islanders. The NYI. Long Island. Yeah, you're in for a tough one against Tampa Bay. I wouldn't go with the sweep here, but I might go with Tampa in five. Next series, Toronto versus Boston. I think everyone remembers that Toronto-Boston one where the Leafs blew a late lead. Boston came back. I think it was James Reimer in that. Don't quote me here. Pretty sure, though. Pretty sure. James Reimer gets scored on in overtime. The famous picture of him laying on the ice. As well as a couple of those Toronto defense. Boston versus Toronto, that'd be a good one. High scoring versus a pretty good defensive team. Interesting. Who would start in goal for Boston? Tuka Rask has been playing really good, but so is Kudobin when you give him the net. Hudobin could be starter material here in the NHL in the next couple of years. I kind of picture him as that Martin Jones-ish, ish, goaltender. Toronto versus Boston. I think I'm going to pick Toronto in this one just for their highly skilled. But if there's going to be a series going seven games, it's this one for sure. Washington, the Capitals, would take on the wildcard seed New York Rangers. You know what? New York's been playing all right. Henrik Lundqvist up and down. Washington, Braden Holtby, Ovechkin's on a tear. I like them. And I don't think it'd be much of a challenge. Caps in five. One of the weirder series you'd see. The New Jersey Devils taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Taylor Hall, Corey Schneider. Up against Columbus. Bobrovsky would have to steal this one. Maybe Tornarelli gets outcoached. Maybe by the end they're just so sick of Tortorella they're fine of losing. I got New Jersey in this one. They've been playing alright. Hey, we'll give the Devils a win here. But I think this is going to be a good series. Might go 6 or 7. We'll give it 6. But I got New Jersey getting past Columbus. Weird playoffs, right? Eastern Conference, no Pittsburgh, no Philly, no Ottawa in the East. No Carlson, no Crosby, no Malkin. No Claude Giroux. Could be a weird playoffs. That's if we started today, though. Will be interesting to see how the second half shapes up. Western Conference, though, first round predictions would be Nashville seeing Dallas. Man, Radulov can't stand him. Nashville in four. Don't need to say any more about that one. P.K. Subban, Pekka Rene, Kyle Turris. The Preds are an electric factory. They're unreal to watch. If you're going to sit down and watch an NHL game at home, I recommend 
the Nashville Predators 100%. Maybe more than that, 200%. Nashville's exciting. They're turning that place into a hockey town. I tell you for free, love it. St. Louis taking on Winnipeg. Winnipeg's been good as well. Patrick Liney's kind of been on a bit of a tear. Hellbuck, proven to be one of the good young American goalies. Could we be seeing him in 2022 if any trailers get to go to the Olympics? Connor Hellbuck. He would have to steal this one. But I'm still going to give the edge to St. Louis. That top line, Tarasenko, Braden Shin, they're just playing too good. Schwartz. All around. St. Louis looks like a good team. Jake Allen in net. I wouldn't expect him to have a bad first round. We'll go with St. Louis in five in that one. Nothing too crazy there for the first two. Pacific Division, though. Vegas. Yes, Vegas Golden Knights leading the Pacific, taking on Chicago first round. That's disappointing. Everyone's hoping for Vegas, a little bit of a walkthrough on the first round. They get stuck with Chicago. But just remember this. Last year, Chicago laid an egg in the first round against Nashville. Didn't go out so well for them. I think they got swept four straight. Vegas has a chance. And you know what? Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Crawford, they've all been playing solid. Just wild card enough, though. I think Vegas has got that motivation. They're kind of those bad news bears of the NHL. The guys who got dished off in the draft. They got an electric barn. Fans are kind of behind them. Team's starting to grow. I got Vegas in this one. Not gonna be not gonna be a blowout. Not gonna be a blowout at all. Vegas in six over Chicago. Battle of California coming up for the last quarter final series. Los Angeles Kings taking on San Jose. Johnny Quick looks to be back. That's scary for any NHL team. That's why I like Los Angeles. Jonathan Quick over Martin Jones. A little bit of experience. A little bit of just, you know, it's Johnny Quick. Come on. Anze Kopitar is playing great. Drew Doughty's playing motivated. He's going to be looking for a big payday coming up here. Dustin Brown, also a solid leader to have on your team. The LA Kings. San Jose might just be getting a little bit old. They gave Edmonton a good push last year. Wasn't enough. Don't think it's enough to get past LA. Going to be a good series though. LA in seven. Another weird Western Conference. No Anaheim. No Minnesota. No Devin Dubnik in Minnesota. No Calgary or Edmonton. The Alberta team's out. Johnny Gaudreau, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Sean Monahan, Cam Talbot, Mike Smith. None of them in playoffs. What are you spending money for? Yeah, that's a joke. No Alberta teams in playoffs. If it was to start today. Hey, jumping ahead, those conference semifinals in the East. We got Tampa Bay versus Toronto. I think the experience is going to pay off a little bit for Tampa Bay in this one. Toronto's high scoring. I don't think they're a playoff team yet, though. They might not have that, that physicality, that grit. Might not be enough to get past Tampa. I got Tampa in five. Maybe Toronto steals one at home. Maybe Freddie Anderson steals one. Other side of that, Washington versus New Jersey. Could be Washington's year, maybe. Maybe Washington gets past New Jersey. I don't think that should be too difficult of a series either. Let's go Washington in five. Western Conference semifinals. Nashville versus St. Louis. 
Oh, would that be a series and a half or what? Can you imagine? Blues Preds this year. Both these teams looking red hot. Talking fiery hot. Damn good series coming up there if we got to see that. Nashville versus St. Louis has to go to seven. Going to give it to Nashville, though. Pekka Rene over Jake Allen. That's going to be the deciding factor. Not really in the scoring category. I think defense is going to win that one. End of the day. I got Nashville in seven. Other semifinals would see Vegas take on L.A. Kind of a toss-up. Vegas just got that momentum, and you'd be scared. Once they win a playoff series, people might start thinking twice about them, maybe seeing what they could do. But I think L.A.'s back. They're kind of playing old-style Kings hockey, and I like that. I like that about the Kings. You got Los Angeles in six. Conference finals now. See Tampa Bay versus Washington. Kucherov versus Ovechkin. That's kind of like passing the torch, isn't that? Like old Russian to young Russian, maybe. Kind of like that. Would be an exciting series, and I bet you we'd see a ton of ton of goals. You would not be bored. The goal factory would just be going off the shelves left, right, and center. That'd be a great series, actually. Love to see that one. But I think it's I think Vasilevsky's gonna shock some guys. Maybe a Matt Murray-ish playoff run. Won't put that pressure on him. Got the Tampa Bay Lightning in six in that one. Another long series, because I think Washington's good at home. Washington could steal a couple. Tampa in six. You get the point. The Lightning are off to the cup finals. Western Conference. Nashville versus the Los Angeles Kings. I got a tough one with this, because I do say I think LA's playing some old style Kings hockey but Nashville man they're an electric factory that catfish twirling redneck card driving yellow predator rink stadium street those fans are nuts absolute electric the Nashville Predators they're just too good to not go back you know what they got the tough end they got Pittsburgh in the finals last year they're they're motivated to get back Nashville's going. Nashville in seven over the Los Angeles Kings. Now, if all those played out perfectly, yeah, just perfectly, that would take us to the Stanley Cup Finals, Tampa Bay versus Nashville. Another exciting one. You know what? Kind of be interesting to see where those teams line up. But I got Nashville in six for this reason. Tampa Bay, they come out firing. Tampa Bay's probably got home ice on this. So, maybe the Lightning even win those first two. Nashville gets back home. Bam, bam. Couple of wins. Now they're rolling. Now Pecorino's hot. Now they're starting to score. Now they're starting to play some tight defense. Tampa might get a little bit flustered. Not sure how they'd react to that pressure. You don't know how guys like Tyler Johnston, Stamkos, Kucherov... When they're on their heels, I think if Nashville can put them on their heels, Preds got the cup. There it is, that simple. Well, simple-ish, you could say. Hey, if the Stanley Cup Finals were to start today, I've got the Nashville Predators winning. Who do you have? Let me know. Let me know on Twitter. World Hockey RPT, short for report. For those who don't know. Twitter didn't like my full name, so, you know, World Hockey Report had to be shortened. Let me know, though. Who do you think? Who's your cup? finalist predictions. Let me know.
World Hockey Report with Cody Jansen. We're creeping up on that time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yep, World Juniors. Take a look at some of those predictions and even a couple of team previews here. The Americans looking to defend that gold medal on home ice in Buffalo. They're looking solid, especially on the back end. Going to be tough to replace Tyler Parsons in net, but they got two returnees to do so. Joseph Wool played two games last year, played good, even defeated the Canadians 3-1. And the backup, the guy who didn't play, Jake Ottinger, the six foot four kid, Dallas Stars draft pick, I do believe, Boston University. He could be one of the favorites to start. You know what, he's played great BU this year. Could he be starting? I don't know. Tough goaltender competition. But I'll tell you for free, the Americans aren't worried about that. I don't think they're too worried about anything. Lindgren, Adam Fox, Mikey Anderson, probably Riley Walsh, Camp, Cole Holtz on the back end. They're looking pretty stacked back there as well. They got a good mix of speed, a little bit undersized if you got to pick a downfall there. But up front, I mean, they got Yamamoto. Spent time with the Edmonton Oilers this year. Brady Kachuk, he's got to be on the team, right? Anytime there's a Kachuk. Man, those guys can play. Those guys are serious about winning, battling. Love watching Kachuk in Calgary. Just plays like his dad. On the edge, a little bit of grit. But they're not all grit. Casey Middlestad up front. University of Minnesota forward, skilled forward. Going to be interesting to see what he can do. I think that's going to be one of the top guys up front in this tournament. Middle stand. Kiefer Bellows is back. Max Jones polling. Will Lockwood. Josh Norris. The Americans are looking all right. Not too worried about them. No Troy Terry. No Troy Terry. He was their shootout hero last year. In a 5-4 shootout win over the Canadians. And as for the Canadians, you know what? They're going to be looking for some revenge on American soil. Hey, you're dang right. They're going to be looking for some revenge. And kind of one of the shocking things I think everyone was a little bit worried about was they cut Michael DiPietro. I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of him. Battles hard. Works hard. But the one thing I think people are forgetting about is that Colton Point kid, 6'4", big size, playing well at Colgate. And he's got the confidence. See in his post-game interview there in TSN? Don't quote me on it again, but he said something like, I've been underrated for a long time. Yeah. The ball's on that guy. Come out to the media and he's like, well, been disrespected. It happens. Not a fan. About time. Colton Point. Watch for him. Carter Hart, he's going to be the starter. I mean, going into day one, you'd assume, you'd assume that. But Colton Point, I don't remember that name. Big goaltender. Looked good. Got to see him playing against Denmark there. I thought he looked just fine in goal. Solid moves. Just fine. I, I don't think that there's any reason why Colton Point can't challenge for a starting spot. And you know what? They're going to give the reins... But with Canadian goaltending, it seems like it's got to be once a tournament. You know, maybe they drop the ball here or there and you need that backup to step up. Well, I think Colin Point could be your guy. 
on defense. Canadians, they got Cal Foote, son of Adam Foote there. Jake Beans coming back. Kale Clegg, Dante Fabro, Kale McCarr. Yeah, they're looking all right. Highly skilled. One thing the, K the Canadians should have is a good power play. If they don't have a good power play, well, guess here. S-O-L. Up front, Sam Steele, Dylan Dubé, Taylor Radish, Brett Howden. No Nick Suzuki, no Cody Glass, no Cole Lind. Tyler Steenbergen's going to be up there. Swift Current Bronco. Looking pretty good. Robert Thomas. It'll be interesting. See how the Canadians do up front. They kind of went with a little bit smaller lineup. I wasn't too happy about the Cody Glass, Cole Lind cutting. Suzuki, I haven't watched much of him, but it seems like there was a lot of controversy stirred up there with him being cut. Yeah. Not sure what's going to go on there, but hey, Canadians, going to be a tough one. Looking forward to that outdoor game. December 29th, they meet the Americans outdoor in Buffalo. Yeah, that's going to be an exciting one. Not going to make any crazy predictions yet for the World Juniors. We'll kind of wait and see how this one plays out. Give you an update next Friday. I think that's the 29th. So that is the night where the Canadians uh, play Buffalo. Maybe we can get that show switch, do it live during the game. That'd be pretty fun, right? Gotta let the 12-ounce sports radio guys know. That'd be pretty incredible. Maybe toss them a follow also. Send them a message. Hey, get the World Hockey Airport going with the big Canada-USA game. That'd be pretty awesome, right? A couple other big games going to be going on that day. Probably, probably a Spangler Cup game. That could involve Team Canada. Team Canada's got a pretty good pool there. Group B, there's Mountfield HK, the Czech squad, and the home squad, HC DeVos. Probably one of my favorite teams there. Yeah, you can read up on that on World Hockey Report. Got a little blog up. One of my favorite talents, for sure. HC DeVos. They're going to be the host also, as every year. The other pool, Dynamo Riga from the KHL and HPK from Finland. Still the Swiss representative yet to be chosen. I think they get with the top Swiss team. Maybe don't quote me on that one. Still. Canada kicks things off December 26, 2 o'clock Eastern Time. They take on Mountfield. Always looking forward to it. And you know what? The thing about this year, this year's going to be that much more exciting since it's a pre-Olympic, essentially. I mean, a lot of these guys on Team Canada could be on the Olympic squad. Probably will be. More good hockey to watch just over that Christmas holidays. I mean, if you're a hockey fan, it has to be your favorite time of the year. The last six, the last six Spangler Cups have been decided by the, either Team Canada or the Swiss squad, starting back in 2011 there. HC DeVos won over Dynamo Riga. Could see another matchup of that. Dynamo Riga is back in the tournament. HC DeVos picked it up with the win in 2011. Team Canada then went and beat DeVos in 2012. Geneve Servette won two back-to-back -back in 2013-2014. They beat two KHL teams, proving that Swiss hockey is pretty good. Hey, we'll get to those European hockey rankings. Still coming up, World Hockey Report. But Geneve Servette, they beat CSKA Moscow, the Red Army, and they beat Salavat Ufa. Two solid KHL clubs. Last two years, though, exciting finals across as Team Canada, both years, beats H HC Lugano in the finals. Always an exciting one because it seems like in round robin, some of these teams get hot and just the format of the tournament leaves one team coming in on a win streak, usually a couple of wins. And so that 
That team that's in the finals, they're sitting there a little bit cold. Always makes for an entertaining finals. Got to check that one out. Spangler Cup. Coming up starting December 26th, Boxing Day. Of course. Quick look here over in the Czech Republic. Just a little Christmas break. Kraska Liga. No games. Christmas time's done. Liberec won the last one over Turnoff 6-2. Net standings. Lomonici still up top 10-4 on the season. Turnoff in second. Liberec coming in third. Cheska Lipa sitting at 7-1-6 on the season. 7-6-1. My apologies. One overtime loss there for Cheska Lipa. Coming up in the new year. January 6th. The 15th, week 15, I guess. Coming up, Scott Cheskalipa taking on Liebrecht. Freidelet taking on Varnsdorf and Turnov taking on Lomonici. It's all in the new year. Still a couple of couple of weeks away. You know what, thought we'd just throw it in for the show. A little bit of extra content. And a lead. A lead into probably one of the craziest things you're hearing at a hockey show. Especially a hockey show in the States. Or Canada, North, North America. Wherever you're listening to on 12 Ounce Sports Radio online. Hopefully it's through TuneIn. Hey, you can download that iTunes or the App Store Google Play. Look at European hockey rankings. We took the top 21 teams in Europe and we ranked them. We're going to get back to that after a short break. World Hockey Report with Cody Jansen. European hockey rankings. There's so many leagues in Europe. How do you rank them all? Well, Cody Jans and myself here sat down, took a look. What with about 21 of those European leagues? Took about the top 21, I guess we could say. Took all the top teams in the leagues, and we ranked them 1 through 21. Nothing to it. What with how are they doing? How's their competition? How does their league stack up? And you might go off a couple of their imports, some of their top-end players, a lot of former NHL players, KHL guys kicking around, especially in those top ones. And as we were talking about, if you heard earlier, Spangler Cup, some of those teams are better than KHL. We left out the KHL, that's Russia, not Europe. They're their own thing, whatever, SKA, St. Petersburg, CSKA, Moscow, Red Army, whatever. Stack up your own teams. Stay in your own country. Get over yourself, KHL. Might as well start from the bottom, right? Lithuania. Probably one of the bottom end pro leagues there. A couple of good teams, though. Energija, 10-1 on the season. Just had a Konus Hockey. Konus Hockey's got a lot of imports this year, though. A few Russians, a couple of Americans. American and goal there. But... Energy just still the top team. I think they got Darius Kasparitis. I think he's the former NHLer there. And Energy they're 10-1 on the season. Solid club. Looking to be headed towards a pretty easy first place finish there. They got one loss in the season. That was to Konis. Surprising. But you know what? It happens. Beneliga over in Belgium, Netherlands. Den Haag. 10-1 on the season as well. Solid team. They got some solid imports. They'll um, have a battle in playoffs. You know what? Some of the other teams pick up some good guys. But so far, Dan Hag's been the best 10-1 on the year. International Hockey League. That's Serbia, Slovenia, and Croatia. Trigolov Kranj, 6-0. Oh. 
on the season. Yeah, only six games played. A little bit weird, but how they do all their little individual championships and stuff. Meh. Happens. Crunch. 6-0 and in the season. Heading over. Number 18 in the Spanish League. Turi Erden. 9-1 and on the season. Usually Yaka would be the top team there were uh, HC Barcelona. Yes, that is Barcelona. The same soccer team. They also own a hockey team. But so far, Erden. 9-1 and on the year. A couple of Americans playing there. Looking pretty good. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe just they could have a chance to knock off C.H. Yaka in the finals. Would be a change. Since Yaka seems to be the representative at the Continental Cup. Most years for Spain. A little bit shocking. Latvian Hockey League HK Mogo. 14-5 and five on the season. How we put together some of these numbers didn't go with the overtime win losses. None of these have ties. So we just threw those overtime wins in the win column and the losses in the loss. How it should be in my opinion. I mean, you win or you lose. Make these teams play for something. Those overtime points? Nope. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. Latvian team, HK Mogo at 17th. Coming at 16, Moliga. They're in Hungary, Romania. DVTK. Jugesmovic, 18-2 on the season. That league's kind of up and down, you know what? They got a lot of imports, but their domestic players aren't so good. That's why I rank them pretty low. But you know what? Still competitive, 18-2 on the season. Making it look easy. Easy. Kazakhstan, right above them, Nomad Astana. Generally a pretty good league with the whole money situation there in Kazakhstan. It's kind of gone down a bit, but Astana still 18-8 and eight on the season. Trailing their neighbors, Ukrainian Hockey League. Donbass, Donetsk, 17-0 on the year. Impressive record, right? Well, you know what, that Ukrainian Hockey League, top half good, bottom half pretty young. Not so impressive. Donbass does have a lot of those top Ukrainian hockey players. you got to give them credit there. In a sense, where they keep a lot of those locals home. Not a lot of imports in the league, but a lot of solid players. They're sitting at 17-0. Good for 14th place on our rankings. Slovakian Hockey League, HK Dukla Trenkin, sitting at 23-6 on the season. Yeah, Slovakian League in 13th. Kind of a little bit low, I'm sure you're thinking that. But you know what? They're all right. I don't think they're anything special. They haven't proved to be much in the continent or in the Continental Cup or the Champions Hockey League. Even Denmark's done better. That's why we got Denmark at number 12 in the Metal League. Herning Blue Fox 20 and 9 on this season. Bunch of Canadians, a couple of good CIS players playing there in Herning. You know what? Guys are working their way up. Solid living. The league. Eh, you know what? Maybe it's not as good as their surrounding countries of Norway, Finland, obviously not Sweden. But you know what? They're pretty good. Good for 12th. Coming in at 11, Polish Extraliga. GKS Taichi, 20-2 and two on the season. That's impressive. But you know what? They've got a lot of imports, even from the states, that have Polish descent, so they're not counted as imports. Kind of a way around the system over there. But they're ahead of some good teams. Orly, Krakow, Warsaw. Yeah. Tai Chi, 20-2 on the season. An impressive record, to say the least. Coming in at number 10 to round out the top 10. League Magnus in France. Rouen. 
20 and 7 on the season. Solid club, solid league. I used to think they were kind of on par with Italy. But after looking into it a little bit more, watching some of that, seeing where the imports end up, France definitely a step down from Italy. We'll see that. They're kind of involved in the EBL coming up here in a bit. Number 9, Gent Ligen, Norway. Starhammer, 23-5 and five on the season. Number 8, EIHL, UK. Nottingham Panthers, 15-4. and four. An impressive team. You know what? They played good. Champions Hockey League, they put up a good fight. Even Continental Cup, they've done good. Maybe not quite good enough this year, but they're still sitting at the top. Their normal table, 15-4 and four there. Coming in at number 7, Belarusian Hockey League, Extraliga. Shakhtar Soligorsk, 20-2, and two, and an impressive. Everyone kind of counts them out a little bit. Belarus, meh. That's like rich Russia. They're pretty good. Yunos Minsk, pretty good. Soligorsk, very good at 20-2. and two. And Grano. Grano's usually one of the top teams there. They're in third. A top three. I mean, you throw them in any league in Europe, and they're still a top half team for sure. If not, they're battling for a championship. No doubt in my mind at all. Number six, finish La Liga, Carpet, 18 and six on the year. Solid squad. You know, it's kind of hard to judge Finland because their hockey's a little bit different. But come on, they're still a solid squad. They've still put up impressive showings at stuff like the Champions Hockey League and such. Coming in a step about them, in the Austrian-Italian EBEL, the Vienna Capitals, 21-7. and seven. Vienna, pretty big budget team there. They've got in a lot of top players. Looking good again. 21-7 and seven this year. Might be a little bit low for them, even. they got to be up there. One spot ahead of them in fourth, German. Deutsche Elite League, Red Bull Munich, 22-10. and 10. I think they got former NHLer Keith Olney there kind of ripping it up. Yeah, 22-10 and 10 on the season for the German squad, looking pretty solid. Ahead of them, Swedish Hockey League. This is where it gets a little bit controversial. The top three. I got Sweden, Vekwa, the Lakers. They've been tearing up the Champions Hockey League there. Definitely a big reason. I am so confident to put them at number three is watching them. Vecco can skate. They can skate like the wind, play with the top teams. 21 and 6 on the year. Number two, Czech Extra Liga, HC Pilsen. In a tough Czech league, Pilsen definitely proving their worth. 22 and 8 on the year. They've got a comfortable lead. They're ahead of Mountfield. Get to see Mountfield in the Spangler Cup. Be fun to watch them. We got Pilsen, 22 and 8, sitting in second. Number one, not just because the Spangler Cup's coming up, but you know what? SC Burn has been impressive. Leonardo Giannotti in net, the former Davos netminder. SC Burn, top team in the Swiss, 23 and 8 on the season. Just seeing how some of these other Swiss teams have done against KHL, Swedish teams, Czech teams. I gotta say, that NLA has to be up there. They've had a bunch of quality NHLers actually go play in that league. And SC Burnt, 23 and 8. Yeah, number one team in Europe right now. I'm giving them that one. Hey, SC Burnt, try and watch a game. Maybe catch some highlights online, go do some research. 
Those European leagues, there's nothing like the atmosphere they got over there. Seeing teams like that, yeah, looking pretty good. Big news, totally forgot about this while talking about World Juniors. Looks like next year, 2019, Vancouver Victoria World Juniors. Kazakhstan is coming back. First time since 2009, the Kazakhs coming back to the World Juniors. I'm going to see them in Canada. Vancouver, Victoria, maybe check it out. Shorter travel for me, longer one for some of you in the States listening in. It'll be interesting. Cool. Kazakhstan, first time back since 2009. Some more college commitments coming up now. Just get into it. Starting in the new year, I'm sure you'll see a lot more. Chase Primo. His dad, pretty good Philadelphia Flyer, if you don't remember. Commits University of Nebraska, Omaha. One of the big goaltending signings in the AJHL or college commitment, not signing. But you know what? Mitchell Benson of the Brooks Bandits commits to Colgate. Where you see Canadian World Junior goalie Colton Point at. Maybe he's going to be looking to go pro here soon. Well, nonetheless, got a good goaltender following Mitchell Benson. Going to be following in his footsteps. Now, the funnest time of the show. We check out what's trending on social media. Lots of stuff, as always, right? Well, hey, follow World Honky Report on Twitter. World Honky RPT. Yeah, toss a follow. Always retweeting some cool stuff. Checked out a good game there the other day. Team Canada women's taking on the Team USA. Canada comes victorious in overtime. Maybe not the fastest start. Sixth time these teams have met. A little bit conservative. Jennifer Wakefield caps off with the OT winner. Good crowd on hand. Over 17,000 in attendance. A couple other things. Going through those Twitter waves. Got the Colton Point interview up there. Says, I've been underrated for a long time. Check that out. Mark Masters tweeted it. According to a recent study... Americans playing in major juniors, the CHL, so that's the WHL, OHL, QMJHL, it's been declining. 2014-2015, it was at 171. This year, 119. 52. They just dropped 52 players. I guess many more of them taking the NCAA route. Crazy video there. couple of hockey players from Toronto playing in Austria, they fought during an intermission. You gotta check this out. It's like the middle of an interview, but he just ditches his interview, starts throwing haymakers. Chris D'Souza from HC Bolzano took on Tom Zanowski. Medvisket Zagreb in the Austrian League. That's an Italian team and a Croatian team. Yeah, I guess we could say they're in the EBAL. Well, you know what? They fought in intermission. Not crazy. You got to check that out on Twitter. We retweeted it. Go check it out. That's going to do it. Hey, another episode. Friday, December 22nd. Thanks for tuning in, wherever you're listening from. World Hockey Report with Cody Jansen. And that's a wrap.